sure that I sound good and now I'm going to point at you and you're going to talk wiggle, 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 it seems like we both sound fine all right all right before we start doing the real podcast I have a tweet to show you uh-huh. is it about Do you want that in the show because I'm not going to edit this <laughs> I don't want that in the show why would you? Put in things that you don't... I didn't know you were still recording. I thought you were just testing the microphone. I'm still recording. We're just going. Can you... St- I'll, can I bleep that? I'll just bleep okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will turn off my vibration. So that... Uh, Hi, everybody. Welcome to Export Audio Episode 60, I think. I could pull it up. Pinecast.com slash dashboard... Yeah, welcome to episode 60. Episode 60. We <laughs> can't do it anymore. We're not in the 50s. Um, episode 50 plus 10. <laughs> if Otto can make a movie called 3.0 plus 1.0... We can do anything. If Otto can make a movie that's called 3.0 and it's also called 3.33, depending that's, on who you ask... No, it's, it's 3... As I understand it, X.0 is the theatrical version. X.X is the home release version. X.XX is the American dub home release version. I believe that's the case. That's fucking stupid. Because the DVD I own says 2.22, and it's the English dub. Okay. I think that's how that works. Can I show you something else that's stupid? Yes. The latest tweet from Hideo Kojima? Uh-huh. I'm good. I'm glad um, we've started this I'm podcast gonna, talking about Anno and Kojima. Before you pick up your laptop, because that's going to be louder, I'm just going to like lean over. You can just... Um. <laughs> For the listeners, uh, we're looking at a tweet from Hideo Kojima <laughs> where um, he's posted two screen grabs from The Sound of Music and mm-hmm. captioned it with very Death Stranding-ish. Should I put... 
Sound of Music on the Dust Warden's references list? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I only saw this because Manovsky um, tweeted, um, me, you can't just call everything Death Stranding. <laughs> Kojima <laughs> pointing at the Von Trapp family. <laughs> uh, um, Death Stranding is soon. It's next month, right? That's a threat. Hideo <laughs> <laughs> Kojima is still a threat. Hideo <laughs> Kojima is still a threat. Um, here's a story from two days ago on the Hollywood Reporter. Hideo Kojima deaths, explains Death Stranding. No, that's great. Doesn't. November eighth, twenty nineteen. Oh, that's. Like, I didn't ever believe that game would come out this wait, year. Wait, wait, is that like two weeks from now? No, it's August, dipshit. August, November. Wait. Are you being serious right now? Are so, you being for real? So, I can't tell if you're fucking with me. September and November rhyme. I was just worried that we would have to buy Control and Death Stranding at, like, at the same time. That would have been rough. I'm the host of the podcast, Autumn Welcome June. Welcome to Export Audio, a podcast about audio. About audio. In your ears. Uh, I am... The uh, host, export, or... Hi, export! <laughs> and my co-host today, as always, is Audio. my wife, Audio! <laughs> <laughs> the drift compatibility is real! Um, I do have one notification. I'm going to hope that's a response to... Me too. Nope, it's just someone liking my call for questions. Uh, I love it when Natalie likes my tweets. <sighs> You can tell Natalie's back from camp because all my tweets get at least one like. Yep. Um, Natalie's back on her Twitter. All's right with the world. <laughs> so, dear we listeners, watched Madoka. we watched Madoka. Two, three. We okay. So the first two movies are. I'm sure I've explained this on three episodes of the podcast now. The first two movies are recaps of the show. Yes. The third movie, Re- which we just watched, that would be uh, Madoka: Death and Rebirth. And now we are at end of Madoka Magica. We are now at end of Madoka Magica. Which is really what it kind of feels like. Kind of feels like, but, um... End of Evangelion mm-hmm. is the conclusion of Evangelion. Um, yes. you well, watch... It's a conclusion of Evangelion. I watched end of Evangelion and felt like, ah, finally. Evangelion is over. They've wrapped the story... Okay, I I know that the rebuilds are another thing, but if there were no rebuilds, I would feel like there were a conclu- there was a conclusion mm-hmm. to yeah. Evangelion. Yeah. Also, I'm realizing listeners cannot see you just no, face but react, but it's good because it sounds like that was the whole your bit all the way through. Was like, yes. Yeah. I don't feel like Rebellion is a conclusion to the film. Also. Worried we're picking up Anna and Scooter. I don't know how to do anything. Let's go close their door. Yeah.
I'm trying to give us just like a clean edit point. I think we've got Do you want to cut that? Yes. Oh, okay. That is a miserable audio experience. Are you I kidding thought you me? were gonna keep it in. I thought you were gonna edit it. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna keep Pretty bits important. in. I'm probably bits. Import audio might just not be a thing that exists anymore because you and I don't have outtakes. Mm-hmm. Because why the fuck would we have outtakes? That's not what this show is. That's not what this show is. This show is the outtake. And Halcyon doesn't happen often enough. For yeah. Also, uh, I don't edit Halcyon because I'm lazy. Depressed. That one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, I think we had a clean edit point. Um. We're good to just get back into it, I guess. Sure. So yeah, I feel like. We're just going to do a dog podcast now. Dog cast. Dog cast. The giant dog cast. <laughs> um, I am way close to the microphone to pet Dighty, but now I'm back at my normal distance where I'm going to try and consistently stay. The last time, I was like doing a Riley Hopkins, like, woo! on floor. <laughs> Riding on cars. I can't believe you cursed this podcast. We made it like almost two years without quoting Aaron Hansen on this podcast. We made it almost two years without quoting this specific Aaron Hansen video that we both are cursed to know every word to. <sighs> Do you know that old games are better than newer games? And that older games are even better than slightly less old games. Anyway, so End of Evangelion, I feel like, is the conclusion. You know Mega Man has really good <laughs> game design? <laughs> that doesn't work, because it is a game. It doesn't work, because it is a video game. It does. Monica has good game design. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't want to bring this brief out in public. Okay. I I'll can't... put it back in the oven. Yeah, put this beef back in the oven where it belongs. Sick oven foley broth. That's the podcast. Someday I will finish making the point that I started at minute five of this episode. Continue. continue. Listeners, you will hear less of it, but we're at minute 12 right now, and I started making a point at episode at minute five. You need to talk then. End of Evangelion is the conclusion to the story of Evangelion. Mm -hmm. Modica 3 Rebellion, I feel... I feel like we're not at an end point. I feel like there's... It feels like... I don't know. Like, like I, I, It doesn't feel like an ending to me. It feels like... I don't know. I don't have good it's, words for it. It's an addition. Well, but like... It's... More. I know. I don't just think it's an addition. I think it's a setup for a part four or a, a fourth movie that I don't know that will it will ever materialize. This movie came out in twenty thirteen. It's been six years, and it just feels like there should be a fourth one. Uh, there's like a bunch of mangas. 
Um, I googled fourth Modica movie. Um, um, I googled fourth Modica movie, and the first result is a Reddit thread asking if the fourth Modica movie is still a thing, which is uh, concerning to me that there will not be a fourth Modica movie. Because I feel like if your first result is a Reddit thread from a year ago asking if it still exists, it does not still exist. Extremely no. Well, it used to exist. But then we rewrote reality to remove the movie. Okay. Instead of talking about the fourth movie, which I feel okay, I finished Monica. I finished the show, feeling like I don't need Rebellion. You yeah. Know? And I watched most of Rebellion feeling like, oh, this was a good and worthy addition. Like, most of Rebellion I still think is, like, a good thing. And then the final twist occurs Mm -hmm. that makes me feel like... Now there's not a conclusion. There was a conclusion. Yes. And now we're left in a new state of not knowing, of not... Yeah. There's... It's just set up and there's a thing that it sets up to happen in the future that doesn't happen in the movie and and I don't even know it doesn't even feel like good setup it's very ambiguous I feel yeah I don't know should we we should I'm just a little hazy on most of this movie to be honest okay I will admit up front that maybe the way we watched the movie did the movie no favors, which is that mm-hmm. about a week ago, mm-hmm. we watched the first 45 minutes, and then someone, I'm not going to name names, I'm not going to point fingers, this isn't a call-out post, mm-hmm. we don't believe in call-out culture here on Export Audio, mm-hmm. one of us said, I'm sleepy, baby, it's sleep time, I'm going to sleep. And went I to believe bed. what you said was <laughs> sleep time, bitch. If you're awake, you're a fake. You said mm, that was naming names. That was call outs. Uh, you're canceled. <laughs> you can't. Uh, you can't say that I'm the reason we only watched 45 minutes. Everyone of the knows that you're the sleepy wife. I am sleepy wife. I do go to bed at 8 p.m. You go to bed at 4 p.m. Sometimes. <laughs> Yesterday I went to bed at 3 p.m. That shit. Oh. <laughs> Um, we watched Fellowship of the Ring at two in the morning. It was really good. <laughs> that's another. That's another podcast. That's, Is it? I, that's this podcast, that's I guess. Podcast. But I want to talk about Monica. What if we ever saved content? We're not. We're going to talk about Lord of the Rings on this podcast. I just want to yes, continue talk talking about Monica. Just for the record, I do work at four thirty in the morning, so it oh, makes Jesus sense Christ. that I sleep at eight p.m. every night. It is seven o'clock right now. Yeah, I know. We got time. Also, because of yesterday's whole fucked up thing, like, I'm not going to be sleepy for a while. I've just kind of accepted tomorrow as, like, a little bit of a wash, and I'll be sleepy through work. It'll be fine. That's You work where they keep the coffee. I work where they keep the coffee. They do keep the coffee there. So, yeah, okay. We should explain what Rebellion is. Are you saying Rebellion is bad? I thought it was just a joke. I probably I'm I, I am, so yeah I never actually we watched forty five minutes of the movie 
last week, right after we recorded that episode where we said we were going to watch it, and then I fell asleep, and so that we did the other 45 minutes today, and I feel like we actually ended up leaving at a pretty good point before, like, a lot of the big turns started happening. Yeah. Mm. We, we basically stopped at the confrontation between Mommy and Homura. Yeah. Which I feel like we stopped right before the movie got really into the meat of things. Yeah. But, you know, maybe some of, like, some of our, like, feeling like we missed stuff could be tied into that. I'm just going to explain what's going on into the recording Uh so that this is not weird. This is already... The worst podcast we've ever recorded. That's not even true. That is incredibly true. I want to do the incredibly simple task of talking about this movie. Okay. Because interruptions Uh from roommates, because of interruptions from my own body, Uh and because of audacity crashing... Yes. We're 20 minutes into this podcast, and I feel like we have not started talking about the movie, even though we've been talking about it the whole time. Yes. Hi, listeners. Audacity crashed. We had to restart a little bit. I'm going to try and salvage as much of it as I can. I'm just trying to say very simple things on the podcast and feel like I've had to repeat myself eight times. Just because of everything that's been going on weird. And so if the mojo is bad, that's because it is. But we're going to find it. Of course we will. We're going to find it. The queens of content. We're very good at this. We're like the best podcast. We're literally the best podcast that exists. We just have to find the rhythm again. Yeah, we'll find it. So. So. Hopefully, fingers crossed... In the last, in the bit that you heard, you heard us explain that we felt like rebellion is not a very good conclusion to the story. You hopefully heard us explain our weird viewing experience where we watched 45 minutes, got interrupted by me falling asleep, and then came back a week later. Now, to hopefully center ourselves, I want to try and summarize the movie as quickly as I can. The movie starts with the girls from Madoka being happy. And they're just happy and everything is good. And that's unnerving. (laughs) Because supposedly that's the promise of the show. But we also have seen Madoka and we know that like no moment of happiness cannot immediately be undercut by a witch biting someone's head off or something. Like anytime someone feels joy in this show immediately doom is coming for them until the end until the end right until the end yeah um, because Madoka breaks the cycle and, um, yes and and you know makes a new paradigm makes a new paradigm where doom does not have to just come for everyone who ever smiles doom does not have to come for every electronic device capable of an os <laughs> <laughs> But in our universe, it does. 
Um, and so we open on the girls being happy, and we open on a, a small mystery of at the end of the show, they're done fighting witches, and now they're fighting wraiths. But at the start of the movie, now they're fighting nightmares, which is a whole other construct that we're unfamiliar with. And you know, adding to this right. mystery. Sorry, you talk. They're different, and they like are from people in the same way that the others were, but it's like it's an it's not a they don't fight them. Mm-hmm. They sing songs to the nightmares. Yeah, and they like do fun things, and they like make a cake and share it with a friend. Yeah, it's like. If you ran a tabletop game based on Persona 5 and you didn't want to just fight all the enemies and you instead went with the things of like, oh, in this dungeon you're going to have to ice skate to, to defeat the... the well, I don't even know what they're called in Persona. I don't know anything about Persona. I've never engaged with those games at all. Eventually I'll come to hate that game as much as it hates me, but we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, I... I feel like at one point I could have become a big Persona fan and I luckily dodged that bullet by finding out that Atlas was extremely homophobic before I ever started playing these games. I played all of Persona 4 Golden in a weekend. Shit. On the extra special super easy mode on the Vita, which means that it took about 24 hours. That's still a long game. (laughs) I was depressed. Anyway, all the battles were like just hold down the button and it goes. Anyway, I was and then I I was playing Shimigami Tensei Four the night that I uh, I was holding a copy of Shimigami (laughs) Tensei Four not twenty four hours ago. (laughs) I was holding a newborn child not twenty four hours. I was playing Shimigami Tensei Four the night that I admitted to myself that I was trans. Okay, Um, and then I stopped playing it that night. I really want to get back to the movie, but I also want to tell you my encounter with Persona, mm-hmm. which is that, um, so I was, I was thinking about getting into these games because I knew a bunch of people who were into Persona 3 and 4, but at that time, um, I didn't really mess around with emulators because, like, I was a goody two-shoes. It was like, oh, it's breaking the law, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't have any systems that played Persona games other than the PS2 and playing a whole 80-ass, 80-hour fucking RPG on a PS2 sounded miserable to me. I could play an 80-hour RPG on my Switch just fine, but, like, on the PS2... Do you have those on the Switch? Let me tell you about Octopath Traveler. That's a video game that, for some reason, you can purchase with your money. I want to play a JRPG. It's been a while. I said I was going to play Nino Kuni, and I didn't buy it. We're, we should figure out an RPG to play. I like it. I I got to the halfway point of Final Fantasy VII and kind of fell off of it. I don't know if I'm going to pick it back up. I'm kind of looking into my soul and not really sure. <laughs> well, what if it was on your PS4? What if it was on my PS4 and perhaps three distinct $60 episodes? <laughs> um, that I could maybe be enticed to do. I think Persona 4 might have been the last JRPG I played. Okay. I would love to play one again. Be- no, 12. Oh. I played a lot, of, a lot of 12. You played 12 in, recently. In, in the lead up to that Abnormal Mapping episode, I played like nearly 20 hours of it. Also, you got me 10 and 10 too. I feel like we should play 10 and 10 too. 
Well, we agreed that we would play 13 together. We did. So we need to do that. Um, we'll get back to the movie soon. I just want to quickly tell my Persona encounter. Yes. Which is that I was talk talking to Anna mm-hmm. about how I wanted to get into those games. Featured earlier in the podcast. Maybe. I might just cut Anna out. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and we were with their grandma at the Best Buy. And I was like, I saw Persona Q, the 3DS game, that's like an Etrian Odyssey sort of thing. And I was like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Like, the Persona games. Like, look at this cool box art and stuff. And I was just, I think, just showing it to Anna. And it was like November. And Anna's grandma just interpreted this as, I should get Allie Persona Q for Christmas. And she did. And she got like, a very fancy collector's edition with a soundtrack CD and tarot cards. Tarot card, yeah. Yeah, a very nice collector's edition. I played about three hours of that game and realized it was just fan service for Persona 3 and 4 fans, mm-hmm. and that I I wasn't getting anything out of it, and I didn't know what fucking Etrian Odyssey was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't know what this gameplay is at all, and kind of set it down. Yeah, I heard those tarot cards are pretty good looking. I Shimigami wish you... Tensei has a demon you can recruit named Chemtrail. I did know this. This I... is what he looks like. Yes, you've shown me Chemtrail on the podcast. This before. is my friend Chemtrail. <laughs> yes, you've shown me Him Chemtrail. Have three heads. You've shown me Chemtrail many times. My have love. we covered? Have we talked about Chemtrail on the podcast? We've definitely talked about Chemtrail on the podcast, <clears throat> for sure. Podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Monica. Monica. I almost said Madoka. Madoka. What's Madokin on? Become Maguka. Um. So, the girls are having a good time. They're fighting the nightmares. Uh, we don't know why they're fighting nightmares. Also, they have this new friend Bebe, who turns into the the witch that bit mommy's fucking head off. Uh, and just hanging out with them. And also, Kyubei's hanging out and. Just a is cat. a Pokemon. Just a cat now. Can only say his name. Can only say Q Q Q Bay. Q Q Yeah. Um. So that's all. And Q Bay sucks. Q Bay fucking sucks. Fuck Q Bay. Fuck Fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson ass bitch. God. Um. Neil deGrasse Q Bay. <laughs> that's a good episode title. That's a good episode title. Um, just gonna quickly check if you have any questions. I don't. Um, I don't either. You have four likes on your tweet. Just traitors, a lot of them. <laughs> um, and so Homera does her Homer thing. She starts to remember the old world and starts to investigate what the weirdness is um and pretty quickly realizes that it's her she's the weirdness um you know she's in a witch's labyrinth and there's only one person who could have built a witch's labyrinth um that had monica in it and it would be her and so um she begins to consign herself to an eternity of despair as a witch. She's like, 
Okay, I'm a witch now. Because. For some reason. She had a conversation with Cubay. Right. Where Cubay is like, actually, we want to do the witch planet again that you told us about. Yeah, uh, you, you told us. You told us that this was real and could happen. We want to understand how this law of the cycle works so that we can make witches. Because that sounds like a really good battery for us. Yeah, and this so like we've really trapped idea. you in this chamber where Madoka cannot come and save you. Also, we didn't know she was called Madoka. Thanks for that little bit of information, champ. Um, and Kyubei just does... <clears throat> and also... My, my favorite part of this movie is just the thing that's good about the show, which is Kyubei just monologuing. For well, we passed over the part where Sayaka and Bebe are, like, the weird factors in the dream. Yes. Because we... But then the the part where... She's, like... Sayaka also remembers Madoka. Yes. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's a couple things. One, Kyube is monologuing. It's very good. And he's just explaining, like, humans are so illogical. Um... We're trying to capture you so that we can understand Madoka, so that we can make witches, so that we can get batteries. Also, Homura has a conversation with... Homura... Okay. Homura tries to kill Mommy, realizes she should not kill Mommy, but does try to shoot her in the leg. Um... Shoots herself to do it, which was fucked up. That was just a fucked up thing to see. I forgot the part where, like, their bodies don't matter. Yeah. Because they can just get healed. Yeah. That was fucked up to see. I forgot about that part. Um, so, she has a conversation with Sayaka after trying to kill Mommy. Um, because Mommy... I'm really bad at summarizing. No, it's fine. So, Mommy has Bebe. Bebe is the little doll form of the big worm birthday cake worm that eats mommy in the show yes also uh so homer is like oh that's fucked up and weird i'm gonna see it's you you're the problem here attacks attacks baby and then mommy comes in to defend her and then they fight and then after that sayaka saves homer from mommy Mm-hmm. And they make their escape, and they have a weird conversation where it's revealed that Sayaka also re- remembers oh. Madoka, and like, hey, what are you going to do if you find out the, who the witch is? Are you really, are you going to kill? Are you going to destroy this world of where people are happy? And um, Homer is like, try me, bitch. Yeah, I I gotta <laughs> destroy witches. You know. Meanwhile, we get a cut to. Um, Mommy having a conversation with Bebe, no longer in doll form, now in human form, mm-hmm. um, where Bebe's like, I'm going to explain to you what's going on. We cut away from that. We don't get to know what's going on no, quite yet. of course not. Um, so because... So basically, Kyubei does his monologue, and Homer realizes that she has to consign herself to eternal despair so that... Um, Kyube can't use Madoka, basically. Eventually they will come to control Madoka. Yes. No matter how powerful she is. Yes. Um. For some reason. Right. That, I, I get a little, lo- I got a little lost on, like, what Kyube's plan was, but I don't think it's terribly important. Like, the emotional bit is that to stop them from getting to Madoka, um, Homura has to, like, 
just doom herself to witchdom. They're going. They're trying to like undo the finale of Monica and make this new. Yeah, the, bring take, it back bring to back, the old ways. Yeah. Um, and the hows were just a little lost on me, but I don't think it's terribly consequential. Hubei is sometimes restrained by the laws of reality, and sometimes not in ways that are mildly obtuse, but not enough to like spoil the flow of the story. Yeah. Um Hubei is like virile from fucking Gurren Logan. He's just like been around and seen all the shit and he's like here to like watch everything all the time. I haven't seen that show, yeah, so I can't really uh follow you down this line of uh conversation. Viral's the best part of Gurren Logan. I wanna see Gurren Logan. He's like a hot Is he that boy. Dave Strider guy? No. He's yeah. the guy He's the blonde with like the sharp teeth and the and the paws. I don't know him. I only saw one episode. He's coming as rival. Um. Anyway. Boyfriend. Um. We'll watch Gurren Logon after we watch Kill a Kill. Uh, yeah. All right. Huh? We'll watch. We don't kill. Have, we don't have to watch Gurren Logon. I want to watch Gurren Logon. Okay. I, I, I liked it. I don't have strong opinions about it anymore. I used to be a boy who really liked Gurren Lagann, and now I'm a girl who really likes Madoka. <laughs> so, Kill a Kill would be a better fit for that. Yeah. Line, you know. Anyway, so, Homura, eternal despair, but Sayaka and Bebe reveal that they are, that Monica has been recruiting agents to help her with her things. Um, this is God Monica, not Dream Monica. Yeah. But yes, the the magical girls that she saves from becoming witches can be her envoys to help her. Yeah. Like fairy new magical girls. Yes. And so um Bebe um and Sayaka come to save Homura. Um the, the dream nightmare version of Madoka helps Homura, um, and eventually they're able to break the isolation chamber. Also, I just want to say uh, that Bebe and Sayaka can summon their witch forms, which is good as fuck. It's good as fuck. It's cool as hell. I want to touch on something with Bebe in a second, but I want to finish the thought I'm having. Yes. Um... So they break the isolation chamber, which means that Monica can come do her law of the cycle thing and save Homura before she becomes a witch. And up until this point in the movie, it's been a great movie. It's been a great movie. And we're going to get to a twist. Before we get to the twist, I just want to briefly touch on Bebe because she won't be showing up in much more of the movie. There's something about Bebe that really reminds me of Chibi Moon from Sailor Moon. Who is? And I haven't seen to the show. I haven't seen in the show to where Chibi Moon shows up, but her character design is extremely reminiscent of Chibi Moon, and I wonder if that's intentional. It it's probably intentional and probably hits some theme that I don't get yet. I like when she transforms from the puppet to the human by in the weird like witch animation. The doll goes into a blender with a bunch of other stuff and gets yes. blended up and then poured into the shape of a girl. Yeah, that's pretty because, good. Because she's very, like, food 
motivated. Yeah. Um, also, before we move on, lesbians. Yes. Sayaka and Ryuko? No. That's... <laughs> no, that's a that's a good pairing, though. Honestly? Uh, I'm going to look Kyoko? up Monica. Kyoko? Is that it? Uh, I think so. We'll continue saying Kyoko, and if we're wrong, people can just be silently mad at us. Um, I said that, and then I got the wikipedia page up so surely it's yes, here somewhere it's kyoko it's kyoko okay so sayaka and kyoko it like the first half of this movie was me trying to remember all the characters names because it had been like two months yeah that's not true it had been like a month i had been i think it'd been two months it's been two, two long months since we watched monica it's been even if it's been a one month it was a long month for us yeah um we moved in together we did <laughs> I don't know if people on the podcast have heard that. Have we talked about that? I think we might have mentioned it. Okay. Um, so, we... Um, she comes down in her big, like, bridal gown. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Saika and Kyoko are, like... Oh, right, yes. Confirmed gay now, I think. I walked out of the last bridal episode... I, I walked out of the last episode feeling like, hmm, I wish um, they could have confirmed in a more serious way, the lesbian relationships in the show. I feel like this movie got as close as they're going to get. I felt actually satisfied this time, you know? And then after that, like moment where she says that, then they go into this, this moment of being a really cool bow couple together, mm-hmm. like fighting together. And it's really good. Yeah. She has two swords now because she's in love. And I'm not even a person who, I'm not a person who needs a show to be, Capital T, capital R, the representation. I just this felt... Does, yeah, I don't think this represents me at all. I just felt really annoyed last time yeah. where at the way it would hint at a thing but not do it. And this time I'm like, okay, they're committed to the yeah. thing. Well, uh, you love to see it. You love to see it. I feel like they committed to Homer and... I mean, Homer says that she loves Monica in the next little Yeah, bit. and it's bad. <laughs> so... Monica descends from the heavens to save on a chariot to save um, Homura. And Homura grabs Monica, the the sky god, and is like, haha, bitch, I got you. I've been waiting for this. And we got the metaphysics lose me a little bit in here. It's bullshit. Um, but what happens is the soul gem starts to go even more corrupted, and they're like, oh, it's even darker than a curse. Mm-hmm. And she becomes a big wiggly lines, and she, uh, the screen breaks. They really should have started playing Kumsoser Toad <laughs> over this bit. That's close, but you, whatever. Um,. It's unclear what is happening or why. Uh, Homura says that this emotion is only for me and Monica. No one else can understand this. It's love. Mm-hmm. And then she becomes a demon? Which, okay. There's... When she's saying that, like, the human emotion of, like, that, like love is a more powerful force than hope and despair, and that Monica so far has 
not accounted for love. It is only accounted for mm-hmm. uh, hope and despair. And introducing, like, the way love can hurt. Like, we see... I don't know. There's something to that, right? Of, like, love can really hurt sometimes and can make you, like, not your best self. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's part of the point it's making, but it gets really lost, I think. I mean, she's like, I've gone against God. That I guess that makes me a demon. Yeah. And she expects Monica to at some point fight her in the future. Yeah. And she, because she's rewriting she, existence so that all of the girls can be normal girls. Yeah. Because she just wants to be with Monica. And so she is fine. The thing I'm really confused about is like, are witches now back in play? Are magical girls a thing that exists in the new... Well, yeah, okay, okay. Sayaka has a ring. Sayaka has a ring. Um, so she's still a magical girl. She knows yes. what's up. She knows what's up. She knows what's up. Homura becomes evil incarnate. And she is a powerful witch. She says she's going to unleash curses on the world. Mm-hmm. And there are still wraiths out in the world. We still don't know what wraiths are in this movie. We Maybe. don't even see them. We don't even see them in this movie. I almost wonder, like, if we had watched those other two movies, would we know what wraiths are? I don't think that's true, but I... I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true. But, um... So... Yeah, like, I get a little bit lost. She... She wants to break the cycle so that she can be with Monica. Um... If she wants to break the new cycle so she mm-hmm. can be with Monica. And to yes. do that, she has to become evil incarnate. Because Monica is good incarnate? Essentially. Um, or Monica is God. Monica is God. Um, and then she she says a bunch of things at Sayaka that like were kind of in one ear and out the other for me. Well, Sayaka knows that their memories are being rewritten. Yeah. And um, is not happy about it. And I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't know if it's like she will eventually. I think what it says is that eventually she'll just forget that she that this isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still a magical girl. Uh, mommy and uh, Kyoko are still magical girls. Yeah. No, that scene was earlier. And she says that, like, as long as there are wraiths in the world, she's not going to do anything too evil. But, like, if they ever defeat all of the wraiths, then she'll probably end up being super-duper evil. And also, Kyubei is around. Yeah, she needs Kyubei so that Kyubei can make magical girls. Uh, Okay. Yeah. That's what she says. This all she... sucks. This, all of this, doesn't make a ton of sense, and feels like a betrayal of the thing I really liked about the show. Mm-hmm. 
Um, feels like a betrayal of Homura as a character. Yeah. And the thing is that if there were a fourth movie, it's yeah. the sort of betrayal that I could be like, we'll come through to the other side of this. There's a ton I mean, of It's understandable to make a movie that disparages Homura for being selfish. Mm-hmm. Because she is. She is. And this is that played up to a cosmic level. All of the stuff about, like, her witchdom, I felt like was the perfect, like, critique of Homura that the series needed. Sure. And then I would have just let her be saved. You know? Yeah. Maybe... I think, and like, the the movie could have ended with her being saved, except that they super duper over mega play the saccharine sweetness of that moment, which makes me know that something else is coming, you know, and then something else came, and I was not the thing that came feels like I don't know, like. There's a moment at the very end where she almost, res- re- like, re-embraces her godhood and, like, almost remembers it and then Homura's, like, pulls her back to mundanity. And, like, it would have been an appealing ending for the irrepressible nature of Madoka to even in the face of evil incarnate be able to make things Yeah, if it just ran if it just ran 15 more minutes and like Homer pulls her down into this world of the mundane Madoka reassumes her godhood and they just have a conversation and like maybe naked in some stardust maybe naked in some stardust like Homer realizes she's wrong or something like that's a good ending I feel like we're so close to a good ending and that this is just a cliffhanger in the worst way because it... It's, like, not a cliffhanger. It's, like, the end to set up, like, there is a new paradigm at play. Who knows what will happen next? Yeah. And it's, like, is there, like, a video game after this? Is there an RPG? Is there, like, some of... No. There's Madoka well, stuff that we could read, but... Yeah, I have here a list of Madoka manga that exist. Are they published after 2013? I don't know. I just have... If you go onto the Monica page, there's just a list of manga, and they're all, like, black text. They don't link out to things. So I could find these out, but I don't know anything about this, these manga yet. We have the manga, just Puella Magi Monica Magica. And we have Kazumi Magica, The Innocent Malice. I don't know what that is. And we have Oriko Magica. And then we have Monica Magica, The Different Story. Oh, and The Different Story. The Different Story. Then we have Monica Magica, Homura's Revenge. On the NES. Oriko Magica, Extra Story. Homura Tamara, which is a different thing. Monica Magica, The Movie, Rebellion. So all of this, I assume, happens before Rebellion. Everything mm-hmm. I've already read. Suzune Magica, Tark Magica, The Legend of Jeanne d'Arc, um, Oriko Magica, Sadness Prayer, and Madoka Magica, Wraith Arc. 
This is the one where they just are going to explain the race. They were never that interested in that, I guess. So there's... And there's a PSP game that came out in 2012. Oh. And a Vita game that came out in December 2013. Ooh, that would be post-rebellion. Well, barely. And it's just called the Battle Pentagram, so I'm going to assume that it's just... That might be a fighting game. That might be a fighting game. I'm going to look that up. Um, so yeah, I just feel like the ending of Rebellion leaves us in a more negative space that kind of betrays what I like. I guess this is a theme across our last two episodes of like, the show has an ambiguously good ending. Um, well, the first headline I found from Kotaku is, if you skip the Madoka Magica Vita game, you won't be missing much. Damn, you hate to see it. Um, and, like, then there's a movie which has a more negative ending, which I don't feel happy with. Except that Evangelion was a less happy ending to the show, and a movie that just made me hate the show forever, <laughs> maybe. Aww. And Madoka has... A pretty solid movie that just takes a weird turn at the end that I'm not happy with. But I think... I would really... I think they can write the ship. I feel like it's just setting up a part four. There's something that happens like after the credits in this movie that, like... I don't... She's, she's there and she, like, stands up in a field and falls off a cliff. I don't know. Well, something happening after the credits means that, like, maybe they were wanting to make more. Regardless, like, that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's been six years. It's been six years. We're left with just this weird, nebulous thing that, like, I didn't need it. Yeah. I didn't really want it. I don't... And, uh, it's and... so weird because I really liked most of the movie. Yeah. I really liked most of the movie. And then it's just this turn at the end that I am not pleased with in maybe, any way maybe we're missing something but like i don't know maybe i'm missing something did you get any twi- tweets i haven't gotten any tweets i don't think let me check i have a notification on my private account maybe that's a tweet for some reason Nope, just people liking my tweets about Monica that I put on private. What tweets about Monica did you put on private? Uh, baby in a normal suit voice. <laughs> school <laughs> school girl with a normal gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> Top ten anime photos taken right before disaster. Uh, well, this brings us to the end of... Wait, what's that? That's Frodo's theme music. We're gonna talk about Lord of the Rings. Okay, <laughs> I, did, I did. I did a bit to do. To, mm-hmm. to so, readers, you may have seen. I'm doing idle <laughs> thumbs now. I'm doing idle thumbs now. You did. Where I just call listeners readers. Um, mm-hmm. you may have seen on Twitter. Bloggers, you may have seen that. Uh, we watched Fellowship of the Ring at three in the, the morning. Hobbit colon an unexpected journey. Tell me about Ho- The Hobbit, Colin, An Unexpected Journey. 
It sucks. <laughs> like I, I watched of... the riddle scene and I enjoyed the riddle scene a great deal. You also watched the scene where that guy hits a ghost with a stick. That's pretty good. The peak of cinema. <laughs> that old man hits a ghost with his walking stick twice. And then runs away and on his bobsled pulled ghost, by rabbits. The ghost drops loot. <laughs> because the ghost sword becomes real and he takes it with him. <sighs> you good? Yeah, I'm just... Um, reading tweets now, which is Did you get, tweet? of... Did you get tweets? Yes, um... Good tweets, good tweets. Um, Are they about Monica? No, there's a good tweet. Then don't read them. There's a good tweet. Just Daniel Mallory Ortberg has a new book out, and I'm excited for it. Cool. Um, We're talking about Lord of the Rings now. Right. My favorite movie. I mean, you enjoyed it. I enjoyed... Okay, so at 3 a.m., we watched one hour of Fellowship of the Ring. Yes, the extended edition. The extended edition. I asked you. Do you want to watch the real version? <laughs> or the baby version for babies? I you mean, said fuck me up. And I, I have historically fucking hated The Lord of the Rings. I think the movie is bad. But... At 2 a.m. yesterday, I watched one hour and was like, this is quite good. This hour of film, quite good. <laughs> and then today, we woke up and we watched the rest of the film. And hour two, quite good when you when you are divorced from the context and you're just like, ah, watching that second hour of that movie, good. And the third hour, quite good. The problem is that you have to watch all three hours uninterrupted. The problem is that the movie is too fucking long. (laughs) (laughs) And when I think about the things that happen in the movie, all the things that happen in the movie are good and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But it's too fucking long. They do split it in half because I've only only ever had the extended edition on DVD and there are very clean cuts of like the first half, second half. They if, they give it an intermission basically because it fades out, does the title screen, end of disc one. If we Eric had Bones. watched to that point in the movie, which is Rivendell. Rivendell. If we had watched through Rivendell and then come back in three days, I think I would be much more positive on when this. When we watch Two Towers this week, we will split it up. And yeah. We won't need to work on it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like, we can make this a manageable experience. Like, I'm down to watch them as is. I understand. I'm weird. Mm-hmm. I'm a weirdo. Have you ever seen <laughs> me without, without this hat? This hat? <laughs> That's weird. Can I don't I, fit in. I can, I tell you, can I tell you the Riverdale spoilers I read today? No. This is a podcast that is free of Riverdale spoilers. Damn it. I really want I want to get back into Riverdale. I want to finish season one and also get, rid, get back into Riverdale. I want, here's the problem. Okay, we have two problems. One is that... Riverdale exists. Scooter 
left the milk on the stove. Can you take the I milk will, off yeah. the stove and put it in the fridge for me? While you do that, I will just explain that I will happily, gladly, gleefully, joyfully, merrily watch season one of Riven- Riverdale with you. I think it is... Rivendell. <laughs> Rivendell. I think season one of Riverdale is superb television. I think it's fucking great. Mm-hmm. I won't. I won't ever shut up about how good season one of Riverdale is. Quick question: Are we planning on getting dinner after this? I guess so. I don't know. I'm getting starting to get hungry, and I would like to eat. Okay, we'll figure that out then. Okay. So in that case, I will not have a beer. A podcast. I'll have a DP. That's a dragon punch for uh, the listeners who can't see. Say, Doctor Pepper. <laughs> um, Doctor. Disable my pain inhibitors. So, <laughs> I will happily watch season one of Riverdale with you. But then we have to watch season two of Riverdale. Yes, which I understand is even better. Who told you that? Who lied to you like this? No one has ever directly spoke to me spoken to me about Riverdale. Okay, season two of Riverdale starts on a high, ends on a high. Mm-hmm. There's like. 15 episodes in the middle there? This isn't Gundam. That suck there's ass. Not, there's not 15 episodes total. There's 22 episodes in the season. Okay, fair. There's 22 episodes so that you're are 45 saying, minutes each. You're saying there are 7 good episodes out of 22. And they're 45 minutes each. I'm saying a lot of Riverdale Season 2 Why is so sucks long? ass. Yo, TV sucks ass. They make everything super fucking long. Like, okay, 44 minutes is... Understand I get it. I get it. Um, Do a 12 unicorn, episode season. Unicorn, hour long, seven hour long episodes. Well, drags a little bit. The other show I watched that was hour long episodes. Is Game of Thrones an hour? Yeah. In I Game didn't of watch Thrones. Game of Thrones. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. We're going to watch Game of Thrones one day. We will. We will. Um, <laughs> um, here's the thing is that Riverdale, 45 minute episodes because they have commercial breaks. Game of Thrones is an actual ass yes, hour that's what I mean. of television. Also, some um, eagle-eared listeners may remember when I recorded an episode of Game of Thrones talk on this podcast with a friend of the show, Abe. Uh, that episode never happened. Uh, we did finish the episode and then realized we didn't take answer any of the questions that we got on Twitter for it. And then depression... Mean that I didn't edit the episode, uh, so that was like four months ago. You just had a good conversation with your friend. Yeah. Post content, baby. We are post content. We are a post content society. Um. So yeah, I feel like I've shared everything I have to say about Lord of the Rings. I used to hate it. Now I realize why people like it. I kind of like it. Three hours. <laughs> Three hours is longer than any movie should ever be. No. You're right. Wild Strawberries does have the right to be. Is it like three hours? No. Seven Samurai is like... Okay. Seven Samurai is three hours and 45 minutes, I believe. But But it has an intermission? It has an intermission because it was made back when movies were made sensibly and you had intermissions. Yojimbo is like 90 minutes. Yojimbo is like in and out. Just like a sword. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just... That's my sword noise. 
<laughs> I'm going to uh, look something up real quick. You know a movie I used to really like, and I'm glad I've grown as, and developed as a person, is I used to really like um, A Fistful of Dollars, which I think all, all those Sergio Leone westerns are still interesting and good, but um, it's hard for me to just... They really glorify, like... The West, and they really glorify a certain brand of masculinity that I can no longer, like, co-sign. You know? Um, I'm gonna be real with you. I didn't I didn't listen enough to know what movie you're talking about. I know. I knew you weren't listening because you were Googling something. I just talked about something that I found interesting to fill the time of you Googling. I just want to know how long the extent... Um, um, it is uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. this is great content There's I'm really the core the 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 base runtime of Avengers Endgame is three hours and two minutes no intermission too fucking long I w- there's an extended Criminal. version coming in I don't know how much that's going to add because there's no details that I could find on podcast time limits uh, about what the extended cut is. I was just curious because those movies still get made. Those three-hour movies, uh, we didn't leave those behind. When no, <laughs> no. It's all the only movies they make anymore. Well, no. Usually it's like 245. Yeah. Or 220. Those are the two. Yeah. It's fucking interminable. I remember... Um, when I was a, a, a bright and bushy-tailed um, film lover, I read a book by Sidney Lumet, who's one of my favorite directors, um, and he had some quote in there that's just, like, stuck in my brain forever about, like, how he only has, like, two movies that ever ran over two hours because he feels like if you have a movie that runs over two hours, it's got to be, like, the best fucking movie you ever make, you know? <laughs> um, like, every minute over two hours, you just have to earn it. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, watch it. I've become an old person in the last little bit of time. Ever since you started watching anime, ever since, but mm-hmm. anime has put me on this collision course for sure. But I feel like it's really accelerated in the last few days, last few weeks, I guess, because it's the combination of watching Cagliostro. End game happening, and then all this Disney news that's coming out this mm-hmm. week, and I just feel like I I feel like no one makes good movies anymore. They used <clears throat> to make good movies, and now no one does that. Let me tell you about Star Wars. I saw that poster. I saw it too. There's lightning on it. Also, the spoiler footage people are talking about. Biggest fucking red herring in the world. But, whatever. Um, That's my take. I'm gonna put that Star Wars take out there right now. All that shit's fake. Not fake, but like... Out of context. Completely out of context. I just... I don't... Dread. I don't dread the new Star Wars in the way that other people do, 
Why would you join Star Wars? Because it will undercut the themes. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Hate leads to tweeting. Is this anything? Hate leads to buffering? Um, I know that Rise of Skywalker... Is it Rise of Skywalker or Rise of the Skywalker? Whatever it is. I know that Episode Nine will undercut the themes of The Last Jedi. Some might say The Last Jedi undercut its own themes. Some might. And this is this is why I'm free. I don't give a shit about Star Wars. I know that it will undercut the themes, but that there will be cool laser sword battles, and that I have other places I go for themes. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't need Star Wars to give me ideology. It's bad at it. It's very bad at. Let's make a Twitter poll. Which side are you on? <laughs> the Nazis. Or not the Nazis. Um. But like, oh oh, I, 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 wouldn't, I don't. I wouldn't say that I care about Star Wars in that way. I care about it in a totally different way. Okay. What? You fucking love Star Wars. You're gonna make this me watch true. all of these movies. You offered to watch them. With I me. did. I kind of want to skip Solo me. and Rogue One. No, they're really good. I Rogue mean, One's really good. Rogue One is really good. And I might as well see Solo, because it'll be the only Star Wars film I haven't seen. I just... Rogue One is really good despite a lot. Yes. Solo has really high highs and abysmal lows. Yes. Um, but they say Terrace on this. On, on they the do say Terrace Kasi. They, t- they say the phrase Terrace Kasi. Can I tell you something? Uh... Month ago, I went and watched like three movie Bob videos and two Yahtzee videos, just because I really liked those guys as teens, and I had to, I had to know, you know, like I just had to know, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the movie Bob videos I watched was him saying that Terrascasi is stupid and Solo is stupid for including the words Terrascasi, and I gotta say. Fuck movie Bob. Terrace Cossey owns. <laughs> ah, this is Eugenics Robert? This is Eugenics Robert, yes. Um, I went back to watch a Yancey video that, whenever that was, because you were doing it, and I went to the Demon Soul video, and it opens with a slur. It does. It's just still out there, also. So he still like... says slurs in his videos. Oh, I watched cool. one of his videos... About Sekiro, I think, and it had a slur in it. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, you love to see it. You love to see it. Um, but, oh, so I brought this up because, like, um, so, at one point in time, I hated The Lord of the Rings because I felt it was very generic. I felt that it is the progenitor of all this generic fantasy bullshit that I didn't care about. And that because of that, it was like the least unique thing in the world. That it was just the most standard generic thing because all the generic fantasy is descended from it. And this, the thing... This is the Seinfeld isn't funny situation. Or whatever, right? I guess. I don't know. Or Do people not like Seinfeld? Because like... The, or, like, I Love Lucy isn't funny because you've seen those episodes rewritten in every sitcom. Can I tell you something? 
I kind of like I Love Lucy. It's all right. That show's all right. This show's all right. <laughs> I'm glad we're the same person. I'm glad that drift compatibility is at a maximum because apparently we're the only two people on the earth who have... I was like, I'm going to say this and Nora's going to be like, I've never seen I Love Lucy and we'll just move on. But no, we've both seen that show and enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Anyway. <laughs> um... We live now, I think, in a world of action movies totally devoid of identity. Um, no, I think identity is a crucial part of, of those yeah. movies. Yeah, uh, um, of a homogenous identity. Sure. Yeah. But the identity is like the core. That's yes. the thing. Yes. It's because they've... They, They're selling you fandom. a brand. They're and selling you, get, you fandom. You get two hours of brand. Every but more importantly, it's, it is fandom. It is the characters that are action figures in your mind that you can play around with. It's like... Right. It's the same thing that YA does. Right. And just seeing Lord of the Rings be a movie that has its own unique voice um, mm-hmm. in this landscape of like... I'm going to say something. Oh. 20 years later. No. 18 years later. There you go. But that's essentially 20. 18 is not that different from 20. It is essentially... The Fellowship of the Ring can vote. <laughs> it has essentially been 20 years since the Fellowship came out. I saw that as a out. child. Yeah. I was 8. I was 6. Yeah, that recall. tracks. Um, God. So yeah. Seeing that be its own thing... Hearing music that recurred several times in the movie, and I could identify it, but like bliss. multiple tracks, uh huh, each with its own theme and purpose and like yes. context. Yes, it would be it would suck if like some of that music were just used to evoke cool feelings and uh, completely out of its original context in some sort of like movie in the far future and some sort of like frankensteinian nostalgic um thorin has a cool hero moment where he walks up to the pale orc to fight him and they play the fucking nazgul theme from uh, lord of the rings because he's walking slowly through fire i guess Turns out that's the theme music for fire. <laughs> Yo, Aragorn sh- throws that torch in that dude's face. That owns. That owns. <laughs> that's hitting a ghost with a stick. <laughs> that's the secret. <sighs> that's what they don't tell you about ghosts. They don't do wood. <laughs> don't do water. Don't do wood. Oh. Um. So yeah, I don't have many Lord of the Rings thoughts. Maybe I'm gonna I... be real. The reason I started watching The Hobbit was for the White Council scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the dwarves. I don't care about Bilbo. Bilbo's okay. I've, he's growing on me. Not very tall though. I'm here for the absolutely bullshit, like modern version of high fantasy impl- injected directly into this very epic, very like grandiose. Uh, like myth it's not really fantasy to me it's it's, like myth feels yeah what it it's different and like they are in the hobbit they are injecting it with like lord of the rings D D 
other fantasy stuff, and then it comes back around, and they put all this extra stuff in there. Like, that's the reason I have any fondness for those video games, the Shadow of Mordor ones. Because it's really fun to run around with all the big fancy scripts and, like, <clears throat> the orcs and the elves and all of this. This still has this tone. And then you jump off a tower and turn into a ghost. <laughs> you turn into a ghost and land, and then you turn back into a man. And you have the broken... I think you have the broken sword from Lord of the Rings Sildur. as a dagger. Yeah. It's fucking wild. That game ends with you making your own ring of power. So Also, they took the big spider, turned her into a human woman. <laughs> like Nagini. Like Nagini. Um, so... Here's the other thing that... So, I've never liked Lord of the Rings until today. I did, at one point, read The Hobbit when I was like 12, and it was my favorite book. I don't think it's still my favorite book, but it's still a book that I think very fondly of. I wanted to see Fellowship of the Ring. Uh Uh-huh. And my parents were like, you should read the books first. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll read the book. And then they're like, no. You're not allowed to read Lord of the Rings until you read The Hobbit first. I think my parents put me through the same thing. By my parents, I mean my dad, because my mom did not care about nerd shit. As if that fucking matters. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. Now, it's a good thing, because The Hobbit is my favorite movie of all time. Book. 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 (laughs) Book. 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 Um, It's it's really... Actually, I think Hobbit's second place. I think Cat's Cradle's first for me. Okay. Hobbit, best book. It's a great book. One of the best. It's a great book. It's not my favorite book anymore, but it's still like a book that I really like. And so I think maybe the vitriol for Lord of the Rings came from, I then tried to read Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and I was... It's a very different thing. 11, and couldn't fucking understand it. <laughs> I... Um, so this is the thing... But, that means that there is this tiny little bit of me that always knew some Lord of the Rings lore and was always kind of interested in it, but didn't know much. (laughs) And so, a lot of the movie-watching experience, as Nora can attest, was me going on the Sauron wiki page (laughs) and the Gandalf wiki page, which I've done on this podcast before. Everybody's heard me go on the Sauron wiki page before. Can I say something? Okay. It's a podcast title. Lore of the Rings. Bad. Um, no, it's good. And so, there's just this little part of my brain, and it's right, it's right next to the part of my brain that cares deeply about Warcraft lore. These two little bits, I just, <laughs> I love Warcraft lore, and I, and I want to know what's in the Silmarillion. I got to know what's in that book. Lore of the Rings <laughs> coming soon to export audio. And so. I just see. I, I want to know. I want to know what the Silmarillion is. I don't. I don't super care about the Lord of the Rings stuff. I really want to know everything that happened before Lord yeah, of the Rings, totally. and I don't even know why. I don't even I know. I also want this because it's cool. I don't know like what makes me so much more interested in like Gandalf coming to Middle Earth or how Sauron became Sauron. I don't know why that's the interesting thing to me instead of just the story that's in front of me, but it is. Um, 
I have a part of my brain that, ha- under the right circumstances, can coax me to uh, consume something despite not understanding it. Uh huh. And to usually, if it's like if I'm lost, I'll drop something. But sometimes, under the right circumstances, I will just keep going mm-hmm. and not just eyes glaze over, keep taking it in. Happened to me. When I was a teenager, the first time that I watched Evangelion. Mm-hmm. It happened to me last year, the first time I watched Evangelion 3.0. <laughs> I don't remember most of that movie. I'll have to watch it again. But, regardless, um, that might have helped me read Lord of the Rings at Chex Notes, eight years old. Yeah. I can't... I sure did because... read those books multiple... like. If Dozens was, of times. If I was reading Lord of the Rings at 11 and you were reading Lord of the Rings at 8. No, wait. I have time backwards. <laughs> it was not the same time. It was the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Are we... Okay. Even with all the weirdness, we're at an hour 20. I feel like we can we keep... We gotta hit three. I feel like we could keep going, but I'm feeling a little fatigued and, like, we can just... I've exercised the demon of, like, if you like, if you like Monica Magica Rebellion, if you don't like it, please email, um, if you're... Email only. No replying to tweets anymore. Podcast. (laughs) No! (laughs) Fine. Find me in a way that is acceptable to talk to me. Export audio podcast at gmail.com, I believe it is. I think that's right, yeah. Export yeah, export audio podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us. Um, you know what? If you want to tweet at me, there's, uh, you know, you are temporarily allowed to tweet at me. 12 hours from the release of this episode. I'll, give, I'll give you 72. If you oh. want to tell me why you like Monica. And if we're friends, you can just DM me. Yeah. Or if you don't like Monica, I really like... Because I feel... I feel unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm halfway through her story. You know? How will you know when Monica <laughs> is satisfying? When they make a fourth movie with a better ending. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. I think but gonna... it's not so cataclysmically bad that I un- it undoes my love of the show. I think the show is still like... Not flawless, but, like, fucking incredible. And I still, like, would rate... I'm probably going to go put... Give the movie a four out of five on Letterboxd, so... I started a Letterboxd, and the only thing on there so far is Cagliostro. I guess it's a good second movie, because it is the second movie we've watched together. Yeah. Well, third, Um, because we watched Lord of the Rings. I'm going to double-check what my Letterboxd is, just share it on the podcast. It's... My Letterboxd is Alley Coffee, A-L-I Coffee... Um, and if people want to just, like, add me on Letterboxd, that's a great place to add me. Because we can't really communicate, but I can, like, you can keep tabs on me and I can keep tabs on you. I It's the ideal social uh, network. I... People can also add me on Goodreads if they want. <laughs> I love Letterboxd and Goodreads a great deal. I think I'm neither Nora on Letterboxd. That would I make am. sense. I believe the only movie I've seen is Cagliostro. That's <laughs> the only movie. That's the only movie. You should probably put Fellowship on there. I should put Fellowship. Yeah. As of right now, Cagliostro is the only one I have listed here. 
I will be adding Fellowship and Rebellion if I can. It should be on there. Yeah. Um, what is... Um, now, other than Letterboxd and Goodreads, there are other accounts on the internet that you run. Uh, you find me on Twitter at Allison underscore coffee. That's A-L-I-S-O-N underscore coffee. Uh, there you can find... I... Tomorrow I gotta make a new pinned tweet that has a better organization of all my stuff. But you can find uh, exportodd.io there, which is our Patreon for this podcast, for No Look Pass, my comedy basketball podcast. I think those are the two export audio shows I do. And mm-hmm. then I also do... Um, the show I've already plugged on this podcast, but please go Yeah, do and it then again. an aeroplane, my brand new Studio Ghibli podcast. Our next movie will be Nausicaa. People should tune in, because I understand that Nausicaa is a movie that a lot of people like. I hope it is, because it's one of my favorites. I have never seen it. I'm going to be watching it so that I can send a letter in to yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Um, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora... NeitherNora.itch.io Hold on. Let me take that again. You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora or Zoe underscore Mars. That's X-O-E underscore Mars. You can find my games that I write at NeitherNora.itch.io You can find my short fiction at Zoe Mars on Medium. Medium.com slash at Zoe Mars. And, uh... You, my games, I just put out a bunch of stuff over the last week because I don't have a job. Because <laughs> of Kickstarter money, I'm living the life of a full-time game designer. I just put out Starkana, which is a cosmic fantasy RPG. It's very space magic bullshit, like Destiny. Uh, a little bit more fantasy than like the space magic that I talk about a lot, which is new types. But it's... The touchstones I have for it are uh, the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson and Jupiter Ascending and Star Wars. Star Wars? Star Wars. Star Wars? Are you a Star Wars fan? I'm not a Star Wars fan. Interesting. Um, there's maybe a little tinge of She-Ra in there, a little bit, but like not a lot. But like the interplay of fantasy and technology is cool. Did you ever watch Seager Season 2? No. Maybe... I will do that. At some point. Uh, writing, games, patreon.com slash Blake. Uh, you can give me money. Uh, I need to update that. Put my games on there. Okay. Yep. Uh, if you back me at $5 on my Patreon, ostensibly you will receive every game I write that is solely mine to do that with. Um, and I need to update that so that that is still the case. But... Can I end the podcast by blowing up a friend of our spot? Yeah, what's going on? So I opened Letterboxd. Um, and I don't have any feelings about this because I haven't seen this movie. Uh-huh. I just know that this will be a, a hot take. And I've just decided to blow up someone's spot because it'll be funny. Our friend Curly, uh, who you might know from the popular podcast Newbie. Coming soon. Again, <laughs> new Newbie. Also, some, some fighting game shit called Hand to Hand, Heart to Heart. I... I'm told it's quite good. I haven't listened to it yet, but I trust Curly because Curly is a better podcaster than Curly you and me. Curly is shaped like a friend. Curly is great. Mm-hmm. Um, we stand. We absolutely stand. 
Curly has rated The Fly, beloved David Cronenberg film starring Jeff Goldblum. No, it's a Jeff Goldblum movie. Um, I don't know who David Cronenberg is, but it stars um, that guy. Curly has rated The Fly one star out of five on Letterboxd. Uh-huh. Would love to know what the deal there is. Is that a movie about a zipper? I don't know what that movie is about. Do you not know what that movie's about? I do know what that movie's about generally, like broadly, but I've never seen it, and I really don't have any interest in it. I Videodrome is one of my favorite movies, and it's the only David Cronenberg I've seen. You would think that if I loved Videodrome so much, I would go watch more of his movies. Just never have. Also haven't seen Videodrome in like six or seven years. Uh, since then, I've learned that James... What's his name? You're Hades. your fingers really close to your Hades. fucking microphone. What's his, what's his name? Hades. James Gunn. Marsden. James Marsden. James <laughs> Dolan. James... Dalton? Dalton. James Dalton. Woods. James Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I've since learned that James Woods is a piece of shit who can rot in hell when he dies. Or before. Or before. Um, preferably both. Um, I don't know anything about Cronenberg. Cronenberg sounds the Titanic. <laughs> That's facts. <laughs>